What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? This is Ryan Kramer from Ping Pong Payments. This is Crossover Commerce. Thanks for joining us again on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, all the social media platforms. I have a really special guest today. First off, happy prom day, everyone. Uh, this is an exciting day. It's like Christmas. Like I like woke up today and it's like hey, it's prime day. Like everyone's been looking forward to this day all day, all year. It seems like it keeps getting pushed back. But uh, I have some pretty special guests with me. I have uh, Chris and Dustin from Solozo. Uh, I won't I won't try to like speak on your guys' backgrounds because you have such unique backgrounds and stuff. But Chris and uh, Dustin are both Amazon sellers. They work for Solozo, which is uh, uh, PPC agency is what I would call them in a couple of different words. And then also, uh, they started a new podcast talking about their seller experience, their Amazon journeys, both the highs and lows, um, all sorts of exciting stuff that we're going to dive into today. Thanks for joining us. Uh, welcome, guys. Thank right. you for having us. Of course. Yeah. Thanks for you. And for everyone who's out there, uh, feel free to comment in the comments below. We'll, uh, if you have questions, feel free to comment below in LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, um, Wherever you're from, tell us where you're shouting from. Give us a like button, share it, and then um, we'll get started today. So you guys are located in both in Kansas City, correct? That is correct. Yep. Awesome. So we're based out of Kansas City, and we both we're both live in Kansas City. And it's awesome. good oh. Chiefs fan. Got to wrap. I mean, for all the football fans out there, the Chiefs did lose this weekend, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. They did. I, I feel like yeah. they, they they lost to Las Vegas Raiders, right? Probably yeah. sports fans out there. Man, we're already throwing shade at each other. That's all. this is great, uh, great start. No, but that that's awesome. So, why Kansas City? Like, were you guys around during the beginning? Like, what what's that background look like? You guys are from Kansas City. What what's? Let's just dive into your guys' background. Sure. sure. You want to go, go ahead, first? Dustin? All right, I'll go. So, uh, I am from Kansas City. I was born and raised in Kansas City, um, but I spent a lot of my adult life uh, in a whole different career. I was a tennis professional. I lived in Tennessee. Uh, for a long time and then it ended up because of Amazon being able to quit my job and moving back to Kansas City. We'll get into a little bit more about uh, the ups and downs of, of that journey. Uh, but now I'm back to Kansas City where, where all my family is uh, and ended up uh, meeting up with Solozo and now working with Solozo and enjoying every minute of it and uh, love being in Kansas City, love working with them, love working with Chris. It's fun. <laughs> nice. Chris, why don't you jump in? What's your background? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I grew up here in Kansas City, just on the outside of it in a town called Liberty. Um, but got interested in Amazon through just a YouTube channel. And this was back in 2014. We'll dive more into that. But uh, <laughs> I found Solozo at a local meetup. Um, fortunately, got on with this company. It's been fun. It's been great. We're a, we're a big company. We're getting bigger. Uh, so it's it's been fun. It's been good to work with Dustin and and just work with Amazon sellers and, and help them with their Amazon journey. Cause uh, this is a, a lonely game sometimes like you, you're by yourself and there's really no one really to talk to. Uh, so this, what, this is what we kind of do is, you know, help sellers as much as we can. Nice. Well, that's, that's awesome. And uh, for those of you guys don't know, um, uh, I, I'm actually located in Indianapolis, Indiana. So the Midwest is representing uh, pretty strong here. Yeah. <laughs> um, for those in different countries, the Midwest is just in the heart of the country. I, Indianapolis is two hours south of Chicago. You guys are pretty close to Chicago. Mm -hmm. um, we're all pretty distant. So, uh, so that journey, I guess, let's dive into that background. You guys, Chris, you said started in 2014. You know, in in Amazon's an e-commerce term. That's a long time ago. So for all those who are just starting on Amazon. Why don't you tell us like how you got into the game and maybe Dustin chime in and kind of give you your story as well. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. So uh, 2014 did, did a uh, YouTube search, how to make money online. Like that was it. That, that's how it started. Right. So then I get all these results like flipping uh, clothes on eBay, uh, <laughs> uh, doing uh, the Kindle publishing, merch by Amazon. I, I did all those. But the one that I always kept coming back to was private label. And I, Back then, there was only a few podcasts out that would really talk about like how to private label a product, the steps it took. Uh, so after listening to the podcast for at least a year, 
I finally jumped in, took out two credit cards, which I do not recommend to do now, but I took out, I took out two credit cards and bought my first item and then just kept rolling the investments back into it. Uh, but I, I was glad I jumped in because I learned the process of, of Amazon FBA and private label. I wish I would have started sooner. Um, and to this day, um, I'm still doing Amazon private label. I've created a couple new brands, um, but it's 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 fun for me. It, this is a game. I don't really look at it as a, much as a, like a uh, like a business so much, but it's like a game, and I want to figure out how to beat the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right. I, I'm still doing it, and I, I still love doing it. It's fun. So would you consider yourself winning or losing right now if you're in a game? Uh, in this game? <laughs> I need a I need a couple lives. You know, like when you like in Mario, you hit the you need like three lives exactly. Yeah, I need some lives. A couple power ups here, maybe yeah, today will be that day. <laughs> exactly. So Dustin, what, what what's kind of I'm assuming it's a way different story. You weren't you weren't Google searching how to make money on or YouTube searching how to make money on. Believe it, or, believe it or not, I was. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you, so speaking of the lives, uh, I've used up a couple of lives uh, <laughs> in this business. Uh, but basically, my my journey was, uh, like I mentioned before, I was a tennis professional. So I was teaching tennis as my full-time job. Uh, loved every minute of it. But I had pockets of free time. So I was always dabbling around in different things, like Chris had mentioned before. And uh, this this FBA model was newish, at least new in terms of people putting out courses and things to do, how to jump in. Uh, and I and I actually I've talked to Chris about this as well. We both listened to the same podcast, it was the Amazing Seller by Scott Volker. Uh, great podcast. Uh, went through all that, and I I launched my first product uh, in 2013. I started with a $500 investment. Like Chris, I loved every step of it. Uh, it was the one thing that, uh, in terms of like making side money or like a side hustle, that felt like it was actually starting to produce results. It wasn't like I was just throwing money away. This was actually producing results. And I like I reinvested that money, kept growing and growing it, took out a $10,000 loan from a family friend, um, and then scaled up. And then it went through the roof for me. I mean, I'm, there's, we speak to sellers all the time that are, you know, multi seven figure sellers, but I was at the point now where I was bringing in more money per month than I've ever had in my life. And it was a game changer. Uh, So it essentially let me quit my job about three years later, 2017, I was able to quit, bring my family. I have two boys. We were able to move back to Kansas city to be around my family. Um, And then I used, I quickly used up a life. (laughs) (laughs) So the, you know, there's a lot of upside. The the upside to Amazon in this business is just the the ability to to scale things to, and be an, an individual business person, uh, and really just have tons of success. I I felt like I was really successful at that time, and then I got hit with I was in a you know a niche that got super competitive. I was uh, heavily leveraged. I then had to uh, start liquidating some of my inventory. Um, you know, you deal with a lot of different things in business, and one of those. Right. Is, you know, when you get a little thin. And so uh, I was able to liquidate all that. And now I'm learned all my lessons and I'm launching new products and going, awesome. going strong and hoping to keep getting better. Absolutely. So, so why do you guys, I mean, you as Amazon sellers, you, you're currently still doing that. Your company allows you to do that. Why not jump full time into the selling online game? I know a lot of people are kind of in that middle ground. Uh, mm-hmm. what, what's kind of your guys's, you know, take on that? Is it is it just like freedom to do stuff or is it the ability to see both sides of the coin? What, what's kind of that, like that calling or that reason for you guys? Good. Awesome. Yeah. So I'll start what I, I hit on it a second ago when it, um, you, Amazon's interesting. Uh, it, it can be a, you know, it can get super competitive really quick. I mean, you have to be really well diversified. I think that's a mistake that I've made in the past is I probably went full time into Amazon too soon. I probably wasn't making enough to do it, even though I thought I was. Um, and so that can be a that can be tricky. So for me, uh, and, and now that I'm with Solozo, I love it. I feel like I would I'll, I would keep this blend for a long time because you know a lot of the stuff with Amazon is passive. I mean, we spend you spend some time setting products up, but when you're in the FBA model, a lot of it's passive. And in my role with Solozo, I get to talk to sellers. And now launching this podcast with Chris, there's a we were very intentional about doing it because you learn a lot 
I mean, if you're constantly co having conversations with people, you're learning a lot. And it's just going to make my Amazon business better. So for me, my end goal with my Amazon business is to have uh, an out at some point, sell it and then start over again on another one. Um, and so for me, for my life right now, this is a really good balance of having, you know, working with slows of where it directly benefits my Amazon business. Yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts? Yeah. On? I mean, you, you summed it up pretty good. I, I just, I really enjoy uh, the freedom that we get to talk to other sellers uh, mm -hmm. through their journey. Um, it, it helps us become uh, more familiar with the ever-changing game of Amazon. Like this, this is like everything changes so fast in this industry that if you're not paying attention or if you're not keeping your, you know, in a Facebook group or you're not you know, listening to podcasts, your competition is, and they're just going to go through you. So I, I love the fact that we able to work with sellers every day. Uh, we can teach them about PPC. I mean, I've gotten better at PPC since I've started with Solozo. Uh, I get all the support I need from Slozo. They they know Dustin and I both sell, uh, and, th and they're okay with that. They understand that we we, we bring to the table. So um, it's it's a good blend. I, I really enjoy it. I, I love the the input we were able to get to the team. Um, and, and again, just helping sellers. I, I know we keep harping on that, but uh, it's it is it, it's all about helping sellers, making sure they know what's going on, and answering any questions they had because we've been down this road. And mm -hmm. I don't want to see someone get burned out of like 10K or a lawsuit <laughs> right. when they could have just made an easy change to something. So right. um, if we can if we can prevent that with other people, I, I think that's a good one for us. That's, I mean, that's a very good point. Like, I think that's a lot of people's like fears, right, is having that. Well, what if, you know, what if I lose all this money or if I chance it all and I and I fail? I think that's what a lot of people have seen is there's such a high turnover rate in the Amazon space in terms of sellers. You try once, you aren't successful, and then you give up and then you move on to something else. Uh, I, I think that's quite the opposite, right? You guys have learned from those mistakes. You mm -hmm. kind of like had to do the hard thing of like ask, pe ask family or friends for money. And like, obviously, each person's different in their own, you know, regard so many more courses out there, especially now today is of what do you need to do to prep and get that thing going, uh, get your first product launch or get your, you know, be successful right away or ranking your products, whatever that is. Uh, and, and that's kind of like, a, and I guess, easy segue into Solozo. What, what's kind of the solution that Solozo kind of touts in um, that you guys work on a day-to-day -day basis? Like obviously you as you as sellers, uh, you know, take advantage of. I'm assuming your own <laughs> solution. Yeah, you know, from a from a first point perspective or a first person perspective, what what's that? What what are you guys doing to help the Amazon seller, the e-commerce seller, rather than another agency or a, other PPC management solution out there? You may take that, Chris. You go ahead. All right. So in terms in terms of Solozo it hits a, a major pain point for Amazon sellers uh, across the board, whether you're new or you're old. The Amazon PPC pay-per-click advertising landscape is complicated, time-consuming, and it gets more and more so by the day as Amazon constantly releases new features. Also, advertising, pay-per-click advertising on Amazon is basically necessary now to be successful on Amazon. So you have you have to have some sort of good strategy. And where Solozo comes in is Solozo is a tool that can help automate the entire process of optimizing your ads. So Solozo is doing everything. So when Chris and I talk about this a lot, especially when we talk to uh, uh, other, other sellers that we're working with is Back in the day, when Chris and I started, there was not automation tools. Uh, PPC was a little bit more rudimentary at that point, but it was still a lot of work. And we would spend hours downloading spreadsheets, search term reports, you know, moving keywords to different campaigns, adjusting bids. And it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work and it's a lot of knowledge to be able to do it right and a lot of different calculations. And it's not in everyone's wheelhouse. It, that down in the data stuff is not in my wheelhouse. I'm much more high level of focus. So Solozo is a solution for that. You're able to set up your campaign structures uh, in a strategic manner. And then our tool automates everything from keyword discovery to moving keywords between campaigns, to negative keyword creation, uh, all to daily bid adjustments, all the things that you have to do to optimize your account manually. So it allows a Amazon business owner to now 
take their focus and put it on things that they're good at or that is going to improve their business, such as, you know, product research, you know, launching new products, et cetera. You can you don't have to do that day to day management of your PPC. And that's where I mean, Solozo is. I mean, obviously, we're biased. Uh, we work there and we use it. But it is you can an give yourself a you can give yourself a pat on the back. It's fine. It, it, it's an amazing tool, and it's it's AI based, so it's different from other tools where they're rule based. So a lot of other uh, softwares out there that do this, you have to spend as much time, you know, setting all the rules. And I'm Solozo does doesn't it's not necessary. It's uh, AI based, so our algorithm does all the work for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, if it's something you want to totally outsource, we've got an unbelievable support team where you can have a fully managed account where our account managers are actually designing your strategies. Uh, and, and Chris and I learn stuff from them every day. I mean, there's, yeah. it's, they're, they're fantastic. So it's, Solosa really does, it's a solution for a major, it's probably the major pain point for most Amazon sellers is PPC. Chris, yeah. When some, yeah, I was gonna say when when people are jumping into the Amazon game and they're you know they don't know where to start. When do you suggest people to start looking at their PPC campaigns? You know, how do you how do you educate people from the beginning of why this is so important? Why you know it takes you can use them for launches. You can use them for just staying on top of keyword searches. Like, what, what do you how are you educating people in in that capacity? What? Yeah, that's great. Great, great question. The first thing we always do when we talk with somebody is. We want to see their listing because the listing is going to hold everything. It's going to make your ad perform better. You're going to rank better for your keywords. So the first thing we do before we even talk to anybody about uh, Solozo or PPC is let's see the listing first. If the listing, if your listing is not top notch, like if you're not putting effort into images, good titles, good bullet points, maybe getting some video, A plus content, like, you just can't throw up a few images, put a title together real quick and a couple bullet points to start advertising. That's not going to work. Your ads are going to be very well uh, performed, very well, uh, bad. You're going to have a lot of higher A costs and you're just going to waste your money on advertising. So the first thing we do is look at the look at the listing. If your listing is great, then we talk about Solozo and how we automate that because it's a different mindset. No, creating a listing is more like a creative mindset. Whereas like PPC, it's more data driven. You got to really kind of change your mindset and get into the weeds a little bit. So the first thing we do is talk about how you can use PPC to rank. Uh, some of those things involve like using top of search uh, multipliers. Uh, you can do all this in Solozo. Uh, another thing is like focusing on like your top six to 10 keywords and making sure your bids are really high on those keywords. Um, but yeah, all that stuff we cover on demo calls, we do onboarding calls with all the clients. So we answer a lot of questions like that, but those are some of the things that you want to focus on, especially as you're uh, launching a product is, you know, your top of search is a good one to start with, running an auto campaign and maybe focusing on like good six to 10 keywords, just so you show Amazon that you're relative for them. Right, that makes sense. So I guess today, since it's such a kind of a crazy hectic day, what what's kind of the, I'll ask a couple questions. What's your expectations for today? Do you guys think it's the traditional Prime Day expectations of billions of dollars uh, more than any other day of the year? Um, or do you think just that because of pandemic, um, just the timing that people could plan for this, do you guys do you guys forecast it being a little bit lower maybe this year? Or what, what's your guys' kind of like expertise or what are you guys forecasting for this? That's what you got there. Yeah. Everything that I've seen is that this is going to be the biggest Prime Day um, that that Amazon's had. It's also very interesting uh, because we're we're now this is the first time obviously Prime Day is not in the summer, so it's now basically kicking off the shopping season right now. So what'll be interesting is typically in the past when you've had uh, at least for for my for my experience as a seller, when Prime Day hits, obviously we get this giant sales boost. Um, and then if you've done everything right during Prime Day where you're, you know, aggressively advertising leading up to it and running lightning deals, et cetera, and you've got this good organic ranking, when Prime Day hits, you get to double down on that and your sales can be huge. And then you get this after effect where you stay ranked super high from all those sales and you generate this uh, the continued sales for the weeks to come. What's interesting now is when it's basically at the beginning of Q4, um, you know, the holiday season seems to have extended now to here. People are for sure going to be doing some sort of Christmas shopping now. 
be able to have that boost now and then see how long that lasts. I mean, it could be very interesting uh, to see. I do know that Prime Day is going to be huge. What's going to be interesting is to see uh, like how traditionally October is not very good. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that sales boots through October and then how you can piggyback that going into like Black Friday and then the Christmas shopping season. So it's going to be really exciting, but I see it to be enormous. Um, yeah. The, what's going to happen today. Yeah, I think you, you got it right there as far as kicking off the holiday season. Like this is going to really kind of catapult that to like Black Friday, Cyber Monday. So I would imagine a big Q4 for a lot of people. Um especially with prime day being in October. It should be good. Where, uh, what prime days have you guys seen so far that are kind of like more intriguing to you as consumers? Have you guys bought anything yet today or have you seen anything that has, uh, made you press that buy button yet? <laughs> I, I did. I, I'm guilty. <laughs> have you? I'll, I'll share mine. If you guys share yours, <laughs> I, I, I ended up buying a, uh, my wife wants a new Kindle paperback, uh, when there's new Kindle one. So I end up, pulling the trigger on one of those. So yeah, that's, that's coming. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking around for, I haven't bought anything yet, but um, I'm looking to get a few more fire sticks for, well, we've got TVs all over the house. So now we need, of course, we need a fire stick for every TV. Uh, so I'm looking watching at all, that. watching all those Kansas city games on throughout the house, right? Exactly. It's got to have a mixture of streaming on every TV. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking at that. Uh, and also refreshing my Amazon app to see how my sales are doing. That's oh yeah, of course. That's the number one thing is like making sure we're profitable. So, of course, uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I maybe it's not on Amazon, but I saw it being featured on like uh, Slick Deals and all the deal sites that I've used to work with, and always constantly watch. There is the complete series of The Office is oh. available for ten dollars today Ooh. digitally. I'm like that. That sounds really good right now for in a pandemic. I am burned through that. That's a good ten dollars well spent. So. <laughs> Let's uh sorry Amazon if that's not on your uh prime video shopping <laughs> center, but <laughs> but it's a good deal. I've seen it seen it popping out there. Yeah, I think uh for a lot of people who haven't gone through Prime Day or don't know what it is, if you're from a different country, I'll reintroduce us real quick. Uh, my name is Ryan Kramer, I work for Ping Pong Payments, I'm the affiliate marketing manager. Uh this is our show, Crossover Commerce, where we kind of bring a bunch of people that are experts, I call them experts in the field who know what they're talking about. They've gone through the highs, the lows. Uh, and a little bit of everything in between uh, in the e-commerce space, not just on Amazon, but a lot of obviously Amazon uh, experts in the field. And we're trying to give you know people just that little bit knowledge of you know where we're coming from, uh, what we're doing, and uh, you know how to be a little bit more successful online. So that, that that's kind of what the show is about. Um, I have Chris and Dustin from Solozo, which is based in the Midwest of the United States um, in Kansas City. Um, it's Missouri uh, for all those yeah. out there. It's in Missouri. Uh, don't don't get that wrong out there. Uh, but anyways, um, but yeah. So so the company is based on um, Dustin and Chris. Both work for Solozo, who help people either manage their PPC campaigns or help them, you know, um, educate themselves. Or they either whether it's the the team themselves or just kind of going through and using their systems and their tools to help them. Uh, level up their knowledge in that capacity so um but yeah uh thanks again for joining all over let, let us know where you're um, watching from today my question for you guys is q4 um obviously this is a weird time nowadays what what's kind of you know in a pandemic era with all these expectations how are sellers standing out starting now like what's what's that strategy that you're you're telling people to start looking for, start budgeting for. What what's those little tips and tricks that you guys are uh, telling your clients or people who are asking you guys? Yeah, uh, th we just did a good podcast on some of these topics, and this is really good uh, topic to discuss, especially now with all the new marketing tactics. We're we're telling people to look at uh, the Amazon Reviewer Program, like that's going to help you get your initial reviews. The Amazon Buying Program, the Buying Program is super powerful. You're going to get some reviews there. Uh, making sure you have A-plus content, uh, get your brand registered, uh, get a video created, uh, add coupons, do lightning deals. I mean, th these are all things that honestly- <laughs> There's so dude, much there, did, Chris. We got to dive into all of it. I know, but like but like back, like Dustin and I started, I know we talked about this earlier, there was none of that like promotion stuff going on. It was just PPC, 
and maybe a couple like Facebook groups. That was it, like or, or deal sites. But now Amazon gives you access to all these. Uh, I would use all of them. Like go in there and create all your coupons, add all these um, buying stuff to your listings, reviewer program, all that stuff you want to make sure you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, he Chris touches on a bunch of different things, but you're talking about just ways to stand out now in, in Q4. Um, obviously, a big part of it would be what you've done leading up to. Like, you need to have campaigns, uh, ad campaigns running that are now optimized. What anytime traffic, like now, traffic is going to explode, like it's doing on Prime Day, and it's going to explode all through Q4. Um, anything inside of your campaigns is going to be magnified. So if you've got poor performing campaigns or poor performing areas of your campaigns, now the traffic's going to double or triple, and that's going to just magnify. You're going to spend so much more on that poor performance. Conversely, if it's optimized and you've got really good performing campaigns, that's going to be magnified in a positive way once the traffic increases. Uh, so just setting those things up ahead of time. You can still do it now. It's not too late for Q4 to really get those things rolling. Uh, but then, like Chris said, I mean, any advantage you can you can do. I mean, just the, just to touch on like the coupons thing Chris was talking about. If you add a coupon to your product, you get a bright green badge right mm -hmm. at the top of your listing that pops. I mean, it's 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 immediately a differentiator. Uh, so little things like that can go a long, long way to setting yourself up for success. Absolutely, I, I totally agree with you as a consumer. I know like even if it's 5% like, you know, discount, like people are just like naturally drawn to it. The color makes sense. Uh, I know we had uh, PicFu on here. They were talking about just like uh, logos and videos and things like that that appeal to the eye. You know, it's, it's, it's good to do all your research beforehand so you know what naturally draws people. You don't have to constantly do these lightning deals because if you get that loyal following, obviously, you have a great product with great reviews. Obviously, that's where the sales start to trickle in. So do you guys ever suggest um, what, what's kind of a strategy uh, with a great performing uh, product versus a not great performing product? Do you do you guys suggest people pouring more uh, ad revenue into hopefully giving more visibility into that poor performing product and not touch that great performing products? Like if you were to compare uh, the same product side by side, what's kind of that that strategy that you guys personally take um, moving forward? I could, for, for me, um, it's, it's more about, uh, I'm in the subscribe and save kind of products where I want to get a bunch of subscriptions. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, I would try to get as much uh, subscriptions to my product uh, as I can. And by doing that, you offer those, those coupons that we talked about earlier. When you offer a massive coupon, that only applies to their first subscription for that order. Mm -hmm. So it's a good way to get a lot of subscriptions at the very beginning, but the next order is going to be full price because right. they can only use that subscription once. So for me in the subscribe and, uh, subscribe and save type of product, I'm, <clears throat> I'm putting massive discounts on my new products so I can get a lot of subscriptions. Um, I still run a coupon on my best sellers, but maybe at a lower discount. Right. Uh, but for my new ones, higher discount because I'm trying to get a lot of subscriptions. So... Uh, to touch on that, because you're you're asking if what would you do if you had two products and where would you allocate your budget if it was a poor performing one? Like you're talking about the ad spend budget, where would you allocate yeah. some of that to? Yes. So it it depends the poor for the poor performing product. It certainly depends on why it's poor performing. I mean, if it's if it's getting a lot of traffic and people are clicking on the ad and it's not converting then something's wrong with the listing or something's wrong with the product or the reviews or there's a conversion problem. It's not an advertising problem. So you certainly don't want to throw more money at that until you fix that problem. Um, if it's poor performing just because it's hasn't ranked yet or it's a new product or any of that, then yes, you need to be aggressive with that advertising while optimizing it along the way. In terms of a really well performing product, I would never turn off the ads. I, I would keep you, at that point. Hopefully, your your ad campaigns are very highly optimized. So your your total A cost on those campaigns is is really low. But you keep that advertising. You you if you stop advertising, you run the risk of losing rank because when you stop, somebody else will, and they're going to start getting clicks and sales on keywords that you've been ranking on, and it can hurt you in the long term. So uh, I'm guilty of that big time in the past is I thought, well, here I am, number one, I've made it. 
uh, and then I shut off ads. And you can hang on to it for a while, but it starts to go away. So, and then you have to relaunch a boost again, which is expensive. It's much better to rank and then get some efficient ad campaign that you never turn off. So that's what I would recommend in terms of poor performing and high performing products. That makes sense. So what, um, what do you guys see that's different now um, in the PPC space uh, with the pandemic going on versus like the, the past years that you've seen kind of the traditional spend? Um, are people spending a lot more on this? Uh, in this space or are they kind of like holding back and then they do it more with Q4? What's kind of that strategy shift, if at all? Go ahead, Dust. So I think it totally depends on the category you're in, uh, where, where your products are. And we talk to people all the time that are coming, coming in with uh, pandemic horror stories uh, and pandemic monster success stories. If you were if you were selling face masks on Amazon uh, and you had huge inventories previous to the pandemic, uh, you were killing it. Uh, and you, there's our hand sanitizer or anything else. Uh, it it went through. The, they had then they had the opposite problem. They had you know inventory issues. They're running out. Um, so there's a lot there. Plus the the pandemic at first did a lot of weird things to PPC. A lot of pe people got got burned because. During in the height of the pandemic, when Amazon was uh, adjusting their shipping times, they were focusing on just the essential items. So uh, my products, which are FBA, they if somebody went to buy it, it was Prime, and it would be it would say will be delivered in four to six weeks. Right. So if I was advertising to that, my conversions just plummeted. I mean, people were clicking on my ads, getting to my listing, be like four to six weeks. No, next. So this is something that our team had to really rally around all of, all of our managed accounts. It's like quickly determining, do we need to pause these campaigns? Do we, what are we doing? And so in, in that regard, there was a lot of sellers that really got hit hard with PPC expense during the pandemic because it had nothing to do with anything they were doing. It was Amazon was changing when their shipping times were coming. So we talked to a lot of people where we're now bouncing back from that. That's no longer really an issue anymore. Um, and so if you, but there was a lot of people whose products they had to stop because they couldn't ship in inventory. So PPC was, not, it was a waste. Uh, we had a lot of people, you know, we work with on a day-to-day -day basis, Sloza that, you know, Hey, we're not advertising anymore. What, right. you know, it's just the way it is. And others, they doubled and tripled down. I mean, mm -hmm. Depending on where you were, if you, it's it was it was a very unique, unique deal that that mm -hmm. we went through there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and yeah, we're we're seeing cost per clicks kind of increase a little bit, uh, especially during this fourth quarter. But to touch on Dustin's point, the inventory restrictions really uh, had a lot of people in a bind because they couldn't ship any more stuff in, or their inventory couldn't go in. So their ads, they weren't running any ads because they were going to sell out organically. Um, so we've seen that. And then, uh, with, you know, with the, uh, the shipping delays, that was, that was a tough time because people weren't getting their item for you know, two to three weeks. So, uh, those are all valid points that hopefully we're, we're going to put behind us moving forward. I know, the, I know the inventory restrictions are still there. Uh, who knows how long that lasts, but maybe in Q1 of 2021, uh, people can start, you know, reshipping their items back in and we won't have so much problem like we do now. Are you guys seeing any uh, major markets that are just exploding for you guys either as sellers or are you kind of focused just here in the United States? Yeah, I'm, I'm strictly focused United States. Just um, United States? I, yeah, I, I, I'm going to combat this one first before I move on to the next level. <laughs> yeah. be, a, be a master of one instead, <laughs> instead of all of them. Yeah, exactly. Dustin, are you selling just uh, domestically or are you selling internationally? I am selling just domestically now. I've sold internationally in the past. I've sold in the European markets and in Canada in the past. Um, it, and I, I jumped on when Canada opened up. Um, I mean, I, don't, I can't remember what year it was, but it was, um, I was, I don't know when it was, but I, I went into Canada immediately and it was great. I mean, it, it was much lower sales velocity, but mm -hmm. I didn't have to do any advertising. I could sell my product. I almost sold my products to really double the price. Um, so, but there was a big learning curve in terms of VAT taxes, setting, mm -hmm. you know, doing all the things that you need to do, uh, international payments, um, 
would have loved something like a ping pong back then. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say thank you for the nice little segue for yeah. us. For all those uh, people are asking, uh, feel free to contact one of our people. Um, yeah, uh, more likely to help you out. So, so Absolutely. I am um, with all my new product launches. I, I'm hoping in the, like the first quarter, or second quarter of next year that I'm going to go back into some international marketplaces and nice. so I will be reaching out to ping pong for sure. Go. Hey, we're, we're here to help anyone trying to sell internationally. We're here to educate people. Um, well, it's kind of the, I guess when you're helping clients do this on the other, on the flip side, what, what's that, those major hurdles that people are looking for? Is it translations? Is it just like keyword traffic? You know, obviously with cultural differences, whether you're from India, whether you're, uh, whether you're from Europe, where, wherever you're located, obviously people are searching different ways, different, different keywords. How are you guys, what's kind of that thing that you're looking for when you take that next step into international business? Chris, yeah, for me, um, I think it's understanding the, the, the volume on Amazon. The, the searches are going to be different. Uh, the marketplace is different. So for me, I would have to get really familiar with whatever marketplace I'm going into uh, to make sure that my listing is going to you know, stand up to the search volume and have the right keywords and stuff inside there. Um, I would probably get a, if it was me, I would probably get a, uh, um, a higher virtual assistant to sure. have somebody like translate my listing that I currently have and make it sound, make it sound more professional, it, whether it's in German or, you know, Japan, whatever it is, uh, before I would actually jump into doing the international selling until, uh, until that happens. So yeah, for me, it would be making sure I understand the, the search volume, the demand before jumping into something like that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree with Chris. Um, that, that's the tricky part. I mean, if you just trust like Amazon's translation of your listing or something like that, it's going to be, uh, it's, it's not going to look good. So yeah. And as we've talked about, the listing is just the biggest conversion thing for you. You need that to look good, look sharp, yeah, speak to the, what your product does. So yeah, hiring somebody native to do that would be a really huge. Um, and then of course, there's just a lot of logistics that you have to get around. Like, what is your how are you getting your products to those places and amazon every day is making that easier and more efficient like right now you can ship just to the uk and they'll they'll go to all european markets that wasn't the case before you had to ship into germany ship into spain ship into uk so and that's happening now in the north american marketplace they're opening up options where you can now sell internationally or i mean not in, into the north american marketplace uh from us warehouses and and i know that they're going to be launching new things where they're going to be helping with you know whatever the customs is or getting it across the border so it's going to get easier and easier for sure gotcha what's the one thing that you guys um, are most excited about um here going into q4 uh as amazon sellers um and then you know on the flip side being service providers is there one thing that's standing out for either of you yeah i can i can go on that one go uh, ahead. <laughs> Uh, as a seller, I'm and and as a service provider, I'm I'm so excited about what's happened in the e-commerce space. Everybody just got trained for the last nine months how to buy everything they could ever need online. If they were, were already were, yeah. Exactly. If they are, weren't already, I mean, the it, it's it's just everyone. Any anyone who wasn't an e-commerce shopper is now. And so uh, the sky's the limit. It's just going to grow and grow and grow. And so the opportunities there uh, as a seller, there's tons of challenges as selling on Amazon. It's going to get more competitive, et cetera, et cetera. But all, if you do everything right, you're going to, you're going to be competing for a much, much bigger pie. And so the, the end payoff can be enormous. And, and that to me is super exciting. Uh, on another side, there's a lot of people, a lot of businesses, companies, uh, I'm talking from the Solosa side, the service provider side, that were almost forced to get into the Amazon game now. They mm -hmm. were a uh, brick and mortar store, now they're getting on. And so there's all these new third party sellers that are looking for help. It's, it is a jungle when you get in there. <laughs> I mean, and so to be able to talk to them and help them out and just keep keep growing it is, and Showing them what our, what Solosa can do for them is I'm I'm really excited about. 
I'll, I'll yeah. tell you a quick story. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story that I heard today on the radio, and I don't know if this like per- invokes some sort of emotional response from you guys on the radio. Obviously, the the news headlines, and they're like 15, 20 second clips in between. Right. On the radio, I hear it's Amazon Prime Day. They expect ten, eight to ten billion dollars in in e commerce sales. Instead of lining Jeff Bezos' pocket with more money, why don't you go to a brick and mortar store, a mom and pop's shop? and buy something from them like <laughs> i had to take a deep breath i look to my wife as we're driving you know to the pharmacy store where i'm like i i i hate it when people phrase it like that because it's t- completely and unnecessarily not true yes mm-hmm. there is money that's going towards amazon yes it is a marketplace but it's a marketplace and a lot of people don't understand that there's a difference between what you guys do on amazon as sellers versus what amazon is just selling tens of thousands of products online and raking in all this money. Like what, what do you guys, what do you guys say to that kind of stuff with, if you have like relatives or <laughs> Chris, yeah, you look like you're trying to jump out of your seat. <laughs> well, it's funny you say that, Ryan, because like I, the last like few commercials I've seen on Amazon, especially on like primetime TV, they're mm-hmm. talking about how they support small businesses. Yeah, and like, and all the commercials say like, here's George. George wakes up at 6 a.m. and sells his trinkets. And they all talk about like how Amazon is supporting like millions of Amazon sellers who are small businesses, just like brick and mortar, so they're selling on Amazon's marketplace. So I love the the flip around that Amazon's doing now. It's like, hey, we're yeah. not we're not lining Jeff. I mean, Jeff Bezos is getting paid, obviously, they are. but you're, he is, you're obviously but... <laughs> you're obviously helping like you're you're obviously helping smaller businesses too. Like right. it's not just it's not just all this product is all his. I mean, you're getting, you're helping small mom and pop shops survive, especially through a pandemic when they can't have people inside or they're limited on the number of people they can have. They can now sell on Amazon. They have a whole new marketplace they can make revenue from. So it's, it, that makes me cringe just as much as it made you cringe because it's, they're flipping it. And, it. and it's definitely, you're helping a smaller business now. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm a mom and pop shop. I just happen to sell on Amazon. It's, it's no different than anything else. The, what's great is every mom and pop shop that has their own products or unique opportunities, they were able to expand their business and they were able to grow into an, on, and sell all over the world. I mean, it's an, it's an amazing thing, Amazon. Uh, I don't care how rich Jeff, I hope Jeff Bezos gets 10 <laughs> times more rich because uh, he's providing uh, what he, what he created created opportunity for so many people. And Chris, you bring up a good point. I I do love that Amazon is flipping that around. It's just, I think it's a it's an easy tactic, you know, bl- blame the rich uh, for for something happening when it's it's not true. It's providing opportunity for millions of third party sellers. I I support my I supported my whole family because I was an Amazon seller. I mean that's. That's pretty amazing. I right. keep getting and for, rich. And for those of you who don't know, or if you're just not a seller and you're listening to this, or if you're just tuning in, uh, again, thanks for joining us on Crossover Commerce. I'm with Chris, Dustin of Solozo. I'm Ryan Kramer with Ping Pong Payments. Um, the best and easiest way to do what we were talking about just now is to see if it's a third-party seller. And what that means is people like Dustin or Chris who are selling online, you can look right below or be wherever they place it now, on the li- product listing page, there is a place that says either it's it's either bought and sold by Amazon, which is Amazon's buying products from other warehouses and selling them themselves, or it's sold by Shop XYZ, which is a third-party seller, and then fulfilled by Amazon, which that means is that there's a person like Dustin or Chris out there who are you know, manufacturing these products or buying these products from different manufacturers or distributors. And then they're putting those products in Amazon's warehouse. That's the difference. If you really want to support third party uh, sellers or small businesses like Dustin and Chris, like I'm going to keep crushing you guys just <laughs> as an example, because you're here. Um, again, look, look for those kinds of markers and indicators. Educate yourself. Again, it's a marketplace. It's something that it's it's equal for all people to be competitive on, and it's also for people to be successful on. So mm-hmm. educate yourself before, you know, sharing false information, obviously. Um, support local businesses online as well, if you can safely, in store. So 
Before yeah. I get off, that's what, that's my high horse for the day. I, I uh, when I was listening to that, I was like, I wonder what your guys' thoughts are when you hear that. Yeah, that, that made me cringe. <laughs> exactly. Can I, can I bring up a, a, a point that's complimentary to that? For sure. Is the Amazon marketplace actually has made uh, for the consumer, in my opinion, it's made their availability of high quality products and d differentiations on products more widely available. I mean, it's something that Chris and I do every time we, we launch a new product is we look at what's out there, what's selling, how can we make it better? What can, what, how can we make it more affordable? Well, how can we, I mean, it's, we were incentivized when we have put out really high quality products uh, that get really good reviews. And so when you have a marketplace of a lot of competing sellers, it's only going to make everything that's being sold better in the, in the aggregate, obviously you get some duds in there, but in the aggregate stuff better, than when you have a few sellers selling to the whole marketplace where they can get away with um, selling inferior products. So I feel like not only is it helping me as a seller and, and grow my business, but it's helping the consumer. There's, there's really innovative, cool products coming out all the time that wouldn't exist if this competition level didn't exist. Absolutely. Just to touch That's, on something real yeah. quick. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, go ahead. My, 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 uh, my dad bought something offline and he's like, the, the, they, Amazon sent me an email asking if if I got my product all right. And I was like, was it Amazon that sent you an email or was it a third-party seller who sent you an email? Mm -hmm. And that's where he was like, so you're telling me that there's some mom-pa shop that's worried that I actually got something? I'm like, yeah, yeah. They want to make sure you got it because they don't want you to leave a bad review and they will do whatever it takes to make sure that you're happy with that purchase. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of like, he, he, under, he knew I was selling Amazon, but he didn't really understand what it was. Right. I was like, that's what they're, they're, they're trying to make sure you're happy. Uh, and you could just see the light bulb go off in his head. Like, ah, I get it now. Like there's people selling on Amazon, small businesses. They, they want to make sure I'm happy. They want to leave good review, which helps them sell more, makes more revenue and so forth. So that was, 100%. that was a kind of an eye opening experience where not a lot of people know that there's other sellers just in Amazon on Amazon. And so when you go to like a, uh, family reunion or whatever and you say i sell on amazon it just goes over their head because they don't right. understand it <laughs> yeah no and that's what i say like i help e-commerce sellers or i say like i help people sell more on amazon it's like turn off like ears They're, no one wants to hear anymore like they don't even know what that means and so that's i know there's i know there's more education out there about this but it's just it's something that i think funny today when they're like well do i yeah, again, this the spread of misinformation. Be be sure you talk know what you're talking about before uh, you spout that out to an audience. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I know we're butting up on time. I want you guys to kind of. I know you guys launched your new podcast, right? It's called Two Sellers in a Microphone. Everyone, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe. I'm assuming you can find it anywhere you can consume mm -hmm. podcasts. Also, subscribe to Crossover Commerce because. That makes my boss happy. More people who listen to the show. Anyways, tell me about your show, guys. Uh, what's kind of the perspective? Obviously, uh, what would you guys touch on? And you know, tell me more. Absolutely, yeah. So we launched it um, about two and a half weeks ago. We've been doing an episode a day. I mean, we've been trying to really crank Ooh. through it. And uh, so, in terms of why we launched it, why we did it, I mean, Chris and I obviously we talk every single day. Uh, about Amazon and we learn from each other and we've learned from podcasts and we wanted to set that, get that also uh, provide that platform for others so that we're helping others learn and so that we can learn. I mean, but the other day we had a, a guest on Henson Wu from uh, Feedback Wiz and I learned yeah. so much stuff about the terms of service on the, the changes that are coming up. So it's a, it's a big benefit for us as sellers just to have, just be in constant contact with people and learning and educating and to just create a community where we're all learning together. Um, additionally, we're doing it so that people get to know us. Uh, they get to know Chris and I. There'll be a comfort level if they decide that uh, Solozo is something they want to explore. Um, they'll get, you're listening to us on podcast, listening to us. <laughs> you're going to get the same two people talking to you about your business. Uh, we're real. We're real Amazon sellers. Um, we don't claim to be gurus. Uh, so we just we just want to learn and help out, help everybody out. So and and it was for me personally, that was kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone. To, 100%. And, I'm the same and, thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, you know, we started doing some YouTube videos. We started doing some live stuff and just you felt more and more comfortable. So the podcast was the next step. And I've I've enjoyed every minute of it. It's super fun. 
Yeah, it's, it's been okay. a blast. Yeah. It's been a blast. We just we we have we have knowledge that we want to share, and rather than just tell one person on a call every day, we're going to share it on a podcast so that people can, all over the world can listen to it, and, and they can see like hear what we're talking about. They can learn from us. Uh, I mentioned this earlier. It's a lonely journey selling on Amazon. You don't really have anybody to talk to. You kind of doing it by yourself. So uh, if we're able to help anybody, you know, conquer something, um, that's a win for us. So it's it's fun. We just get to talk about the, the, the ever-changing world of Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. And, and and that's what it's about, right, is just kind of sharing your experience in the space. Like my background, as you guys probably know, I've, I've worked for manufacturers and distributors on the affiliate side of things. I worked for a SaaS company, Viral Launch. I work for a fintech company now that's helping Amazon sellers save money. There's just so many different aspects of like logistics, PPC, product mm-hmm. listings, sourcing. I mean, you name it. There's so many different facets to this business. It's ever changing. It's ever, you know, uh, people consuming constantly to keep ahead of the curve. Um, U.S. sellers obviously know that. And then obviously if people are new and want to get into the game, it's just only fair to learn from, you know, just like teachers, you learn from people who've gone through it, who know what they're talking about, and then just give unbiased opinions of this is what's successful and like this is where I'm in currently. And if as long as you give facts, that's the whole point, right? To mm-hmm. let people make those yep. decisions themselves. So well, I'll let you guys go. I know I heard a meeting uh ten minute invite yeah. bell go off of, in my ears. So uh I, I know we're I know we're all buttoned up on time, but <laughs> um Everyone, thanks again for joining us uh, all over the world. It's super exciting to see that this this show continues to reach people uh, all over the world, uh, whether it's the United States, India, Europe. Uh, we love having you guys here. Uh, I'll be on more this week. I know uh, Dustin uh, and Chris will be on their show every single day. You guys are crazy. I, I don't know how you're doing it every <laughs> single day. Uh, but, cons- but keep up the good work, guys. Make sure you subscribe to their show. Um, again, uh, two sellers in the microphone is their show. They are their uh, account executives for Solozo. I hope that's your title because that's what yeah. I just threw out at the top of my yeah. head. Uh, they're also Amazon sellers, so they know what they're talking about. Can uh, make sure you follow them on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, um, wherever social media, and then same with myself, um, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. I'm Ryan Kramer. Thank you, Justin and Chris, for joining me today. You guys are awesome. I'd love to have you guys on again. I'd love to talk more shop, and good luck today in Q4. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having us. We'll have you on, too. Awesome. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.